This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The ascending tracts of the spinal cord carry sensory information from the body up towards the central nervous system. They are grossly divided into tracts that carry conscious sensation and unconscious sensation. We'll start with a conscious sensation. The first that we will cover is the anterolateral system, which is made up mostly by the anterior and lateral spinothalamic tracts, but it also features the spinoreticular and spinotectal tracts. The anterior spinothalamic tract is responsible for crude touch and pressure sensation, while the lateral spinothalamic tract is responsible for pain and temperature. Generally, the ascending pathways have three neurons in the path, compared to only two neurons in the descending pathways. The first order neuron in the anterolateral system comes from the receptors in the periphery, and synapses with the second order neuron that has its cell body in the dorsal horn of the grey matter. Note that the first order neuron can ascend one to two levels before synapsing onto the second order neuron. The second order neuron then decussates to the other side of the spinal cord and it is at this point that they form the separate tracts, the anterior and lateral spinothalamic tracts. These second order neurons will carry the information up the spinal cord to the thalamus where they synapse to the third order neuron. Specifically, they are located on the ventro-posterolateral nucleus of the thalamus, and from there the fibres will travel to the somatosensory cortex of the post-central gyrus, passing through the internal capsule. Note that the third-order neurons do not decussate, they travel to the ipsilateral cortex. We said that the anterolateral system is made up mostly by the spinothalamic tracts, but there are also two others. The spinoreticular tract which is involved in the automatic response to pain, and the spinotectal tract, which is involved in orienting the head and eyes to stimuli. The other system involved in conscious sensation is the dorsal column medial lemniscus pathway, named due to the fibres travelling in the dorsal column of the spinal cord and passing through the medial lemniscus in the brainstem. The dorsal column medial lemniscus pathway is responsible for transmitting sensations of fine touch, two-touch discrimination, vibration, and proprioception. Slightly... We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least, Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, 
check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. Differently to the anterolateral system, the first order neurons here will travel up the spinal cord in either the fasciculus cuneatus or the fasciculus gracilis and synapse with the second order neuron at the level of the medulla. Fasciculus cuneatus carries upper limb information, specifically from the spinal level T6 and above. The first order neurons travelling in this tract will synapse at the ipsilateral nucleus cuneatus in the medulla oblongata. Sensations from the lower limbs, or below T6, will travel in fasciculus gracilis, and the first order neurons will synapse at the ipsilateral nucleus gracilis, also in the medulla. From these nuclei come the second order neurons that decussate in the medulla and then travel in the medial lemniscus up to the thalamus, where they synapse with the third order neurons in the ventral posterolateral nucleus of the thalamus in the case of neck, trunk and extremity sensation and the ventral posterior medial nucleus for sensation from the head. The third order neurons then project to the somatosensory cortex in the postcentral gyrus. Now let's look at the other ascending pathways involved in unconscious sensation. First, we have the dorsal or posterior spinocerebellar tract, which receives inputs from the Golgi tendon organs and muscle spindles and is responsible for passing proprioceptive information about the lower limbs to the cerebellum. This pathway involves only two neurons, with the first neuron synapsing onto the second order neuron in the dorsal horn, which then travels to the cerebellum. The pathway remains ipsilateral the entire way. Then we have the ventral or anterior spinocerebellar tract, which is similar to the posterior tract we just mentioned. This receives inputs mainly from the Golgi tendon organs and again carries proprioceptive information about the lower limb to the cerebellum. This tract is also ipsilateral and features two neurons, but in this case, the tract decussates twice, once at the entry into the spinal cord and again in the white matter of the cerebellum. Next is the cuneocerebellar tract, which has most of its inputs from the muscle spindles but gets some from the Golgi tendon organs as well. This carries proprioceptive information about the upper limb and neck and provides ipsilateral innervation. The rostral spinocerebellar tract is next, which gets most of its inputs from the Golgi tendon organs, again carrying proprioceptive information about the upper limb to the cerebellum, and this one also remains ipsilaterally. Lesions involving the anterolateral system lead to loss of contralateral crude touch, pressure, pain, and temperature sensation, while lesions involving the dorsal column medial lemniscus pathway typically result in loss of ipsilateral proprioception vibration, and fine touch. With a lesion to one of the spinocerebellar tracts, there will be a loss of coordination ipsilaterally. 
However, bear in mind that in both Brown-Saccard syndrome, where there is a one-sided lesion of the spinal cord, which is most often trauma-related, and lesions involving the spinocerebellar tracts, there is a very high likelihood to be involvement of the descending pathways as well, which will then result in motor deficits. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.